What's going on, everybody? The J&J Podcast. Uh, we're back, baby. We're back. Uh, I guess I could say I'm back. Uh, JC's been handling the load. How you doing, my guy? Hey, bro. Chilling. I know you, you're, you're going through it right now, but hey, you're here. You're powering through. We play through injuries. We play through illnesses. It's all good, bro. We, yeah, bro. we do what we got to do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, right now I'm in the, I guess you could say I'm in the health and safety protocols. Um, <laughs> For, for the leagues and stuff, um, but we're, we're hanging through. Luckily, I'm doing fine. Um, you know, Julia here, a little bad, but she's feeling better. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, man, I mean, at the end of it all, I'm enjoying some sports. been quarantining. feels weird, really, because um, there's no sports on during the day, so I'm just kind of just been chilling weird. It's been it's a weird feeling, but uh, we're here, man. It's a good time to be quarantined, I guess you can say, with football, uh, Super Bowl week, and then uh, NBA trade, trade deadline this Thursday, so – what are your thoughts, man? NBA, NBA talk. It, it's kind of been on the radar, but I mean, uh, I we talk more about it now. I thought we were the only trade we were going to talk about today was the McCollum trade. You know, mm-hmm. good trade. We'll get into that, but we have to get to Sabonis, <laughs> the Kings Pacers trade. That that's just a joke. Um, you know, and to me, I, and I've seen some people's takes, and a couple of my friends that I've talked to about this, like, like, bro, this is not oh, you know, this is a good move because they got Fox. Like, Halliburton has shown for a 21-year-old that he's he has potential and he's shown flashes of being a superstar in this league. Like, they, to get a point guard like that in the draft, you know how hard it is? Like, teams to this, like, superstar teams don't have point guards. Look at the Lakers. And I'm not trying to talk shit, but I'm just doing examples. Like, the Lakers, the fucking – the Knicks, the Celtics, like they don't have point guards. And the fact that the Kings had basically three and they chose the wrong one to trade, it just shows how much of a joke the Kings are. The fact that they they chose to roll with Fox over Halliburton, that's going to be a huge mistake. Him with Carlisle and how he likes to run his offenses, I, I think Halliburton, he could be an all-star slash all-pro, NBA or all-NBA in a couple of years. I mean mm-hmm. – this is just ridiculous. Sabonis is good. I'm not saying he's bad, but the way the team building is going on in Sacramento, you basically gut your whole team to say, hey, Barnes, Fox, and Rashawn Holmes, and a young Davian Mitchell is what we're going to run with. Like, what? Like, I, what is going on in Sacramento? We've been saying this for years. What is going on in Sacramento? This was a joke. When I woke up and I saw this, I'm like, the it surprised me, but not really because it's Sacramento. It's like, bro, you cannot trade a caliber player like Halliburton. And I've seen people comparing to THT. No shot. He has actually shown that he can play in this level. THT hasn't gotten any opportunity, and I understand his potential and all that. But, no, Halliburton's the real deal, and the Kings are going to regret this in, like, two years. That, that quick, they're going to regret this. This was a joke. Absolutely. I mean, I think um, this trade right now – um, the best player in this trade, I I would agree with you. It's Tyrese. You know how I feel about him. I was high on him since the draft. Um, yeah. I loved him in college. Um, had a weird jump shot in college, but the dude's really excelled in the league. I love it. Um, future star in this league, in my opinion. But, no, I mean, the, the, the best player in this trade, I think, is Halliburton. People can make a case for Sabonis, which rightfully so. It's justified. The dude's a baller. He's an all-star last year. Um, but with that being said, like – my problem with this trade is that, like, Tyrese has a case of being the best player out of this trade today. 
but he most certainly is the best player out of this trade tomorrow. Um, in a few years, like you said, he is going to be uh, the better player out of everybody in this trade. Um, and the worst part of the Kings trade, really, it's kind of under the radar, is they traded for Justin Holiday. Uh, but with that being said, uh, he's unvaxxed. And, and when you're unvaccinated, Sacramento has these, these, these laws where um, if you're unvaxxed, you're not able to play um, at Home games. It's such a kind of situation. So, really, you traded for a holiday, and, and he's only going to be eligible to be playing road games for you until he is vaxxed or the laws change in Sacramento. But um, he has said that he is not planning on getting vaccinated. So, um, the situation is only going to get a little uglier there, I guess you can say. And um, the fact that they also traded Buddy Heald was kind of a little big question mark yeah. because Buddy Heald is also a great player in this trade, and I think he's the third best player, maybe second out of this deal. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they basically gutted their whole team. Like, they have no depth now, and they're saying Fox, Sabonis, and Barnes is going to get us a playoff spot. No, like, no shot. I don't know what what's going on in the Kings' that uh, front office, but it's, it doesn't make any sense what what they're doing unless they're going to go complete rebuild and Fox gets dealt to New York tomorrow or something like that. I, I, I just don't understand the move. I really don't. That doesn't put them, you know, in the play-in in my eyes. I, I don't I don't see them making the playoffs this year with this move. Like, it's it's decent. It's a decent lineup, but once you have to go to your second unit, it's, to, it, it's abysmal. There's no unit. And like you said, healed. I, I I just don't understand why they threw him in there. Like, what what is the, what are the Pacers giving you that requires you to throw healed in that trade? Like you said, man, I didn't even put that together. I didn't even think to like look that up. If, if Holiday can't play home games, you're right. It's gonna be like a Kyrie Irving situation. So you're basically saying Sabonis and Lamb for all for those three guys you traded to him for. It just doesn't make sense. I don't understand this trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's completely irky. I don't know what it's, – it's not like the Kings are, like, top four in the league right now, too, where um, a move like this can really get them over the hump. They're battling for a playoff spot. They, I still think they're going to make the playoffs just because the West hasn't been as strong as it has been the past few years. But um, once they make it, I, I don't see them competing with the Suns, the Warriors, um, any of these top-level teams. So um, this could be a move for the future. Um, but it's so it's so odd because Tyrese is your future, and uh, you really traded for a player who's a little older, I guess you can say. But he is more in his prime now, Sabonis, than Tyrese will be in a couple years. So I don't know. This this is supposed to be a win now move. A lot of the buyers should have gotten Sabonis and had interest in him. And I don't blame the Pacers at all, really, for pulling the trigger on this deal. They're looking yeah. to rebuild, and you know what better rebuilding piece than Tyrese and. And, um, exactly. And you have Duarte Hill. there. Like you have you have pieces for Carlisle to build. And mm-hmm. like like I said, the the Kings for get for wanting some bonus isn't the issue. The fact that they threw in Halliburton in there and healed it, it just doesn't make any sense. And I, I'm sorry, I'm like the Kings are just a joke. I mean, it's just been like this for years since the Shaq and Kobe days. The mind, like, it's just been terrible, and I just don't understand it. And yeah, like I said, the Kings are going to regret this in like a year or two. I promise you, it'll be that quick. Yeah, and it's it's kind of odd because, um, like, I don't know, um, just kind of looking at it from the Pacers' side of it, things like this is a big win for them just because Huge. Miles Turner, too, they're looking to trade him, but there's been reports coming out after this trade that he's 
actually considering staying now and wants to stay yeah. because he wants to play with Tyrese um, and kind of work a duo out there with Buddy Heal as their third guy. So the this could work. This could really turn it around for Indiana. Um, maybe not this season, but next year and the coming years, like this could be a, a quality start, a quality team. They can work around and um, man, the Pacers really got like so lucky and they, they found diamonds because good Lord, like they, the Kings had an answer. I didn't think really, I've, I've been seeing that a lot of people trolling the Kings fan base. And I know me as a Laker fan, it's, we're going through hell right now, but the Kings really are going through it for like the last 15 years of their franchise. It's ridiculous. I don't understand what they were thinking really. I, I want to hear yeah. a press conference from the, from the front office here, what their reasoning was behind this. Yeah, and you think – I wonder if Indiana was like, you have to make this trade. Like, I wonder if they fibbed a little and they kind of made it seem like Sabonis was going to go elsewhere, and that's why they got so much. But either way, the Kings, they have to be smarter than that, and I'm not surprised it didn't work out. But like you said, the, the Pacers, I mean, I don't think they were going to get that big of a haul for Sabonis, if I'm being honest. I think if they already knew they wanted to get rid of him, they'll probably just wait till he hits free agency. So, I mean, good, good on their part. Like, like you said, they're building a good young team. You know, I like Duarte, the Halliburton. I, I have a question for you. Is Brogdon getting dealt now? Like, what's going to be the situation with that moving forward? Absolutely. I, I do think he will get dealt. I think Indiana's not done yet. Um, but I think for their core pieces, they're set and they're uh, content. That's why I say Miles Turner isn't going to leave. Um, but Brogdon is another possibility. Um but, yeah, I mean, Indiana's really the team, other than Portland, we expected to rebuild, like, really sell all, like, a selling team, sell all their veterans, get rookie pieces back. But at the end of it all, it's just, man, I don't know. I'm I'm speechless, dude. Like, this this, this is probably going to be the, the biggest trade deadline trade of, of this season. Um, and we got it two days before the deadline, which is crazy. Yeah, and we'll get into, like, what we think is going to happen, but – yeah, like I said, I didn't think we were going to talk about anything else besides the McCollum trade. And, mm-hmm. You know, the fact that this just came out of nowhere, it's like, okay, like, damn. But go ahead. I, I was, was going to ask you one more thing, too, though. Do you kind of feel like this Kings, from the Kings' perspective, this is this could be a, a logic behind this as well, but um, I, I don't know if you recall, last year the Bulls traded for Vucevic um, from the Magic, and the Bulls were, like, nowhere close to contending. Um, this, they were kind of in the same situation the Kings are. Um, yeah. But I think it ended up paying off because, you know, they signed Lonzo, they got Caruso, DeRozan, blah, blah, blah. Do you think the Kings made this move thinking like, hey, like, you know, Sabonis is locked in for two, three more years. Um, we can go out there, fetch some guys off free agency with Sabonis and Fear and Fox as our main guys. Do you, do you think Sacramento could pull it off the way Chicago had last offseason? I mean – that, that's good thinking if that's on their end. But unless there's closeted Kings fans in the NBA, like NBA players, who's going to Sacramento? Like, realistically, why would you go to Sacramento? What have, what have they shown you that, oh, we're, we're ready to win now? Like, they have no team. I feel like they'll get, like, role players for sure. I was like, oh, I'm going to play with some bonus. But besides that, I don't think any stars are going to go sign, like, a big contract with the Kings long term. Like, just doesn't make sense. On there, though, if that's the case, which I, I think you're giving them more credit than than they're actually deserving here, but uh, I mean, it it makes sense, you know, Chicago, what they did, and maybe people are trying to look at uh, the way they're building their team like that. Like, 
you know, they got Vucevic. They kind of look competent. You know, if we get some bonus, we can do the same. But I don't know. I don't think that's the way they're thinking. I think they they think Fox is their guy long term, and I just don't agree with that that thought process. So absolutely. But I mean, it is a good idea if, if that is if, you know what you threw out, and let's say they do say that tomorrow or Thursday, whenever they do the press conference, then all credit to them. At least they're trying, but. I just I'm not gonna give the Kings that that benefit of the doubt just yet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Darren Fox isn't a superstar. He's he's a potential All Star in this league, but he hasn't shown flashes of, of of being you know a team a player who can carry a team um, like a Chris Paul or Seth, Steph Curry. Um, that was yeah. more Tyree, so that's kind of odd. But moving on, I mean, let's let's talk about this McCollum trade. Really, I know I know you wanted to get. Uh, get yourself into this one. Um, this one wasn't as shocking, but I guess you can say oh. about the way he, the team he tra- was traded to, um, the Pelicans, bro. Like, really? Like, I wasn't. I, I wasn't that surprised. That, that's been like a rumor throwing thrown out there for a couple weeks now. And I mean, Pelicans are actually winning games. I mean, they're surprisingly they're around five hundred. Mm-hmm. You would think they'd be rebuilding without Zion. Like they'd just be like, whatever. Let's just take the year. They're actually, you know, winning with Herbert Jones, the rookie they have, and Ingram's playing good. And, you know, I, I understand why they made the move. I feel like they're doing that. They're thinking two steps ahead, trying to be like, hey, Zion, you know, we got McCollum. We got you a star. You know, you might want to sign that extension and see how it works out. But, um, I mean, I, I, I get the move as far as Portland goes because you're, you're rebuilding at this point. You're going to – you, they they basically gave everybody up. I mean, Nance got thrown in there last minute, which mm-hmm. again, it's like the King situation. Why why are you throwing in players like that? I just don't. I didn't get that. I mean, I haven't really watched Blazers games that much, but still, I feel like Nance on a championship caliber team can make a difference, and it's kind of weird that he got thrown in there. But um, it. My whole thing is, it, I just feel bad for Dame to a certain extent because. You know, he's so loyal to this team, but what is it? It's to a certain extent, like, what are they going to do to keep him around? Like, what, what is, what is Chauncey Bills in the front office telling Dame to keep him around? Because if I'm him, I'm requesting a trade in the offseason. Right. Um, I mean, I think Dame, he's such a different breed, bro. I swear this guy never wants to leave, mm-hmm. um, which I understand. I, I get it. I yeah. respect it, but. You're right, but honestly, this is kind of a for me, Portland. I told you this, bro, from from the very beginning. I think McCollum should have been gone a long time ago. I'm glad yeah. they finally did it. I, I'm, you know, I'm glad they did. Um, it just isn't gonna work, bro. Like at some point, your backcourt, if 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 they haven't advanced past any, if they haven't had any signs of progression from what they've had previously, like it's just not gonna work out. Um, with that being said, I think the the Blazers really are just trying to kind of rebuild but kind of not like kind of reload i guess you would say um reload in a sense where they're getting rid of all these contracts offloading everything off the books and really just let yeah. dame be a lebron james type of you know factor into the front office you know i mean as much as lebron may not admit it the dude they call him the gm for a reason like the dude gets anyone he wants on the lakers um, that he's capable of doing. I think the Blazers are kind of wanting to attack that way with, with with Lillard, where he's gonna let he's gonna pretty much give him the keys to the kingdom, the entire kingdom. And um, I think you know Dame's gonna try to make moves, um, you know, p- 
pick what players he wants to, to join his team. And I think that's what the Blazers are doing, kind of setting up um, enough cap space for, for anything to be to be uh, available for Dame. So um, I don't yeah. I, I like the move in in, Tor- in Toronto and uh, the Trailblazers part. I know giving up Nance is going to sting a little bit. I agree with you. Uh, but really, they're no, there's, they're not going to contend anytime soon. Well, not this year, at the very least. Yeah. I mean, like you said, Nance is a good piece for a championship team. That's why I thought it was odd that he came, he went to New Orleans. But um, at the end of the day, Portland wasn't going to do anything with him. And Tony Snell's known for having zero points, zero rebounds, zero steals a game. <laughs> so um, that's not a big difference either. I do like their return. Josh Hart is uh, just being, you know, watching the Lakers these past ten years. Uh, Josh Hart's a dog. Like Luke can get, you know. He won't score many points, but he'll make he'll play defense. He'll do all the dirty things for you, and I think that's what Dame needs in this roster is a guy who, like Dame, can handle the offense, can handle the the scoring, the passing. You need a a, a two guard who really can can guard the other team's best player, uh, a guy who can rebound for you. Josh Hart's one of the best rebounding guards in the league, so. Um, this is a this is a good fit for Dane. Um, he may not be the starter, Josh Hart, but Portland cannot lose with this addition, really. Um, and, yeah. And, um, yeah. So. And shout out to Josh Hart. I don't know if you saw that video. He was at the Pelicans game right now, and he was wearing the Ingram jersey, even though he got traded. He was still showing love to them. And, mm-hmm. You know, that just kind of shows what kind of dude he is. But um, as far as the Pelicans go and McCollum. I think this is a perfect situation. If Zion can come back healthy, McCollum as your number three option, I think that's where his best role is. When mm-hmm. he has to be your Robin, I just it doesn't. We've seen it for how many years? It just doesn't pan out, and it's too much. I, I don't know if it's too much workload or too much pressure, but I feel like McCollum as the number three, as long as Zion again comes back healthy, which I mean, who knows if when he's ever coming back healthy, but. Like you said, he might retire in two years just because of his health and all the setbacks he's had with his foot. But, yeah, McCollum, I, I think this was the best trade they could have got for him. I don't think there was a, any scenario where a Simmons trade would have happened with McCollum. So, I mean, th- this was a pretty good all. I mean, for uh, Portland, like you said, Josh Hart, he's a dog. And, I mean, we could transition into the Clippers side of things with that Norman Powell and Covington trade. Mm-hmm. That was out of nowhere, too. What, what the hell was that? Like, <laughs> I mean, Bledsoe, and I forgot who else got thrown in that trade. But, I mean, Portland right there, as soon as they, they traded both their wings, I was like, oh, yeah, it's rebuilding time. McCollum's probably going to go to – I thought he was going to go to the Knicks. But I knew the Pelicans were out there, and I knew they wanted a star to, like, entice Zion to stay. But – um, yeah, what did you think of that Clippers trade? That was confusing too. Um, it, like I said, it, I wasn't as confused because I, Portland is really just trying to get rid of all these contracts. Well, um, from the Clippers standpoint. From the Clippers standpoint, I like it just because Eric Bledsoe, it's so washed now. Like he's not the old Eric Bledsoe from the Phoenix days. Um, he kind of made a, a difference in, in the Clippers roster. But, I mean, I think that's more Reggie Jackson's team for now. Yeah. Um, so there's really no need for Bledsoe there. Um, getting Powell is huge. The dude, the dude's yeah. a veteran. He he can ball. And I think the Clippers, although they may not contend as good as much this season, this could be a great addition for a championship caliber roster next year with Kawhi and Paul George get back. And same with Covington. Covington's one of the best defenders in the league. Um, he's more of a three three and D guy, but 
Um, you yeah. really need those kind of guys on your on your roster, especially when Paul George and Kawhi can carry the load on offense. So I like I like these two guys coming to Clippers. Um, short term, it could help them at least get to the playing game and secure a spot, and, and you know who knows after that. But um, long term, this is big because those two guys are locked in for another year or two, and and uh, they can make a run with Kawhi and Paul George next year. So keep an eye on that. I like Covington when Houston when he was playing yeah. Harden and Westbrook. And I think he would be a great fit in guarding a LeBron, a, a Durant, um, a Klay Thompson, somebody like that in the playoffs next season. So um, that is that is a great addition. Kind of takes the load off of the other two superstars in, in, in L.A. Yeah, and with Powell, I mean, he just signed a five-year extension. So, I mean, he's set for the next four after this. But my concern with the Clippers is I don't want them to rush back PG or Kawhi if they – Let's say they jump up to the sixth seed somehow, some way. Because like you said, those two guys, they're they're actually really good players. On, and in the right role, I mean, we've seen Powell. Powell won a chip with the Raptors because, I mean, he was just in the right place at the right time every time with Kawhi. So, I mean, that makes sense on there. And I just don't want, the, want it to be, oh, you know, if, if we get Kawhi and PG back, we might make a run this year, which may be, but it's just too soon and – I don't know. I don't know if the Clippers are going to want to, you know, oh, let's make a, let's go all in for the chip because you never know. But I just don't want it to be false hope. I, it's a good move, though. Don't get me wrong. But I just thought, I feel like it's an all in move to me. It looks like, all right, we're going to make this move. We're going to make a little run and then hopefully Kawhi and PG get back, you know, in time for the playoffs, which I don't want that to happen. We talked about this with our Western Conference episode. The Clippers are going about it the right way. I mean, just let Kawhi and Paul George sit the whole year. And then next year is your, your finals run. But mm-hmm. this year is kind of, you know, building the team, the chemistry. And then next year when you have add those two guys again, it's going to be tough to pick against them, honestly. And I know the Clippers choked with the Nuggets, but I think that was too soon for their whole team. And I like Reggie Jackson and what they have right now. And now with Powell and Covington, that defense is going to be crazy. I think it's going to be better than – the initial team where everybody thought this defense is about to be like first team all, all defense mm-hmm. kind of deal. But mm-hmm. the, who they have now, I I think next year they're going to make a serious run. But, yeah, man, Portland, they're rebuilding now officially. It took them long enough, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it they, needed, they picked the right year to kind of do it, I guess you can say, just because Dame is out. And I, I think – I don't know if this is correct, but I think Dame may be out the whole year. Um. But you know, with that being said, really kind of take an L. Um, I, I, I was taking, I was telling Thomas about this with the Lakers too. Like, organizations need to just understand, like, for one season, you gotta just take an L. Understand mm-hmm. the circumstances, situation in hand. You know, uh, try to get a good draft position if you have a draft pick. Really, just kind of reboot this roster. Look at your young guys, and then you know, like, just like you said with the Clippers, you know, like just. Take the L this year. If you make a playoff run, so be it. That'll be awesome. If not, it's fine. Our two stars will be back next year. And, and for Portland right now, it's more like, you know, let's 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 get money off the books. Um, let's let's give Dame this year to rest. Um, and then, you know, offseason wise, we'll let Dame explore who he wants, and then we can get a team racked up again to contend next year. So um, I like it. I mean, Portland, like you said, it was due it was due to happen. They they needed to do it, and I guess. And better late than never um, this season. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, it, I'm going to keep an eye on Portland in the off season. Really, um, their season's done for. I think they're losing by 20 right out of the Magic. So, it's, it's, you know who I think's going to go there? Like just a dark horse 
they might get this guy just because of what they're doing now. If you're saying they're giving Dame the keys like they do with LeBron, watch out for Beal to go over there. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just something – if Dame can convince Bradley Beal to go over there, I like that fit more than the McCollum fit. If they can get guys around him, I mean, Billups – Billups knows what it takes to win championships. And I think with those two guys as your, you know, one and two – starting caliber guy I I think they can do I don't know something tells me now that you said that it's like hmm they might if Dame is now the de facto GM like LeBron is I mean I wouldn't be surprised if he can convince some dudes to go over there with them I I agree I I kind of like that I was thinking of Ben Simmons type role but uh, Bradley Beal will be a way better fit uh Dame knows how to play with the two guard already like CJ and uh, Beal's a lot better talent-wise than CJ, so this could be a huge upgrade for them and then take it from there. I did hear um, there's rumors about Portland trying to get a, a skilled big man like a like a Zubak, which would be – it wouldn't be flashy, but it would be some Nurkic type it's player. It's just keystones to Beal. Yeah, and, and I think – Oh, yeah, Nurkic. Is he gone? Uh, there's been reports that Nurkic might leave also trying to get his contract off the books. Um, so just keep an eye on that really – today, tomorrow, and Thursday, um, but also wouldn't be surprised if they try to get rid of him in the offseason somehow, too. So, um, it's just something to keep an eye on, really, but I, I know for sure Portland's really main goal is to get money off the books and, and just give a lot enough cap space for Dame to do some work, because I yeah. the fact that Dame really hasn't requested anything, it just kind of tells me that there's something behind the curtain that we don't know about, and I think Dame's really kind of just been working with the front office um, being patient with them in a way where, like, hey, look, like, they know they fucked up. They know they signed these people to bad contracts, and they're just trying to make up for it to keep Damon and, and give him another shot. And you know what I think fueled this fire even more is the when Giannis won with the with the Bucks. I mean, I feel like when he saw that, he's like, I want to do that with Portland. And that's why he hasn't done anything like that. But, I mean, hey, credit to him, bro. He's built different. Like, literally, nobody – Nobody would go through the shit he's gone through in Portland. Like, everybody would have been gone by now. You you look at guys that were in less severe situations that wanted out. Like, um, I'd say Kawhi with the Spurs. I mean, they were, you know, it looked good. But, I mean, obviously the medical staff kind of fucked that up. But as far as situation goes, he was in a championship window. And he's kind of said, fuck that. I want to do my own thing. So, hey, credit to Dame. I just don't know if they're going to pull anybody like that. You know, I'm just saying Beal would be a nice fit for him. But if they can do it, I don't know. I, that's my only thing. Like, this front office has been letting him down time and time again. You can, only, you can be loyal in sports for so long. And it's, eventually your trust gets, you know, thrown back in your face. And you're like, well, you guys told me this. And. Now what the fuck are we doing? I feel like that's what's been going on in Portland and the fact that he's still there, and credit to him, like you said. So absolutely. I mean, I, I think he's I think he's got enough patience for for them to, to do one more shot at this. And um at some point obviously Dame is gonna kinda express leaving, but I think for now I I, I think Portland's doing it right kind of a little bit. And I know a lot of people are trashing the organization for what they're doing and rebuilding and Dame's gonna leave, but I think for now um, this is what Dame wants, and I think he wants to get rid of these contracts and start again new. So let's get into, like, rumors now. What, or, like, teams that you think that are going to make moves now. Now that we're basically 
a day away. I mean, we're doing this Tuesday night, basically a day away from the trade deadline. What do you, what teams do you think are going to make a move to either go all in or just kind of gut their team like Portland? What team again? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you there. Now, what team do you think is going to make a move to go all in or what, like, go the Portland route and basically get rid of all the pieces? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would probably say, uh, shoot, that's that that's gonna be one. I I don't know, cause I the really two that stuck out to me were Portland and, and Indiana. Um, but like a, a bunch of the other bad teams, like I don't know, maybe the Knicks, but it's cause the Knicks have a lot of young core. Um, I know Julius Randle has been vocal, but kind of about wanting to leave. Um, not vocal, but his actions really. Um, but other than that, really, I don't see anybody because I know the Wizards. I mean, I guess the Wizards could be another one. Getting rid of Trez, uh, not Kuz, but like Trez, uh, KCP, uh, those guys. But I feel like they're going to still want to contend. Um, but who knows? Now with the Bradley Beal news coming out today, they might just take an L. Um, but the Pacers are obviously rebuilding. Pistons, Magic are all rebuilding. You're young. Um, and then the West – uh, the Spurs really are young. The Kings just did what they did, which is weird. The Thunder and Rockets are, are, are done for this year. Um, I'm hoping the Lakers do it, but I don't see it happening just because nobody even wants any of the Laker pieces. Um, but other than that, I think everybody really is, is, is wanting to contend, even teams that are like 11, 12 seed. That oh. play, the playing game is kind of a huge effect to what people want to do now in the trade deadline. Yeah, I was – sort of two-part question like if you don't see anybody you know doing the Portland route and gutting their whole team what teams do you think are going to be all in then what teams do you think are going to be super aggressive these next two days to be quite honest with you a a team that's a dark horse for me um is the Minnesota Timberwolves and because they have Cat, D'Lo and Anthony Edwards I think they're I'm not saying they're going to go out there and get like a Ben Simmons type player but somebody really that can kind of help them, uh, um, you know, kind of take them to that next level, avoid the playing game, clinch a playoff spot of their own. Um, I'm thinking like, shoot, uh, like a Jeremy Grant or somebody. But I did hear Grant is, is in a lot of teams' rumors. Uh, but I think Minnesota could be one that you, you would see that they'll make a move here and there. Maybe not as flashy. You probably won't even see it on the Bleacher Report ESPN headlines. But – um, I could see Minnesota making some moves um, in the Western Conference. In the East, it's kind of a little different just because the East is so crowded. Like, really, besides the yeah. Pistons magic, every team's still in it, even New York. And I, re- it's all about who's the most aggressive. And I, I can't tell you who because the Celtics are weird to me. I, I know you know the Celtics yeah. more than me, but the Celtics really they're, – they're in a good spot to clinch a spot or at least a playing game, but – um, they, it kind of feels like it, just hearing from Boston that they're looking at kind of rebuilding a little bit, getting rid of Schroeder, um, and then maybe a Brown and Tatum, maybe not this deadline in the offseason. So, like, it just feels weird. They're doing good, but it just doesn't feel enough for Boston. Yeah, I mean, Boston, Schroeder's gone, I think, by Thursday. I think they're just going to try to, you know, I feel like they're going to get rid of as much contracts as they can this deadline and kind of, you know, do what they have to do in the offseason. But I think Dallas, to me, they have to be a little bit all in just because Brunson, I think he's up after this year. And Brunson, 
I don't know if you saw that that report. He can make more money on another team than he can with Dallas. Mm-hmm. So if I'm Dallas, I might be looking at that and saying, "Hey, I mean, if he does, if he wants to make more money elsewhere, we might as well get rid of him now and you know try to get somebody that fits with Luka." But I think Dallas, where they're at, I know they want to contend. They, you know, they uh, bounce in the first round back to back years to the Clippers. I know they want to make a deeper run for Luka. I mean, he signed the extension, but. You know these superstars nowadays. Once they get disgruntled early, yep. it's gonna be hard to shut those those rumors down. And you know, maybe Luca gets traded in the future. We never know with this stuff. Like a lot of the times, we expect all these guys to stay with their teams for a long time, and they end up leaving after the first after they sign their first extension. So, um, I, I think Washington. I feel like they messed up not many Sabonis. I, I feel like they should have been a team to get a dude like that, or Charlotte. I mean, we talked about it, too. Charlotte with LaMelo and Sabonis and all the other guys they have, that would have been a really good fit. And the fact that they're like, nah, fuck it. It's like, ah, I don't know. You guys might regret that. But, um, yeah, I mean, the biggest rumor of all rumors, we've heard it how many times for the past two years, and it comes back to it again just with Harden wearing a different uniform. Simmons for Harden, I mean – it should happen. If I'm Philly, Daryl Morey needs to stop being hard-headed. We, we, hit, we roasted him that whole Eastern Conference episode, deservingly so. He needs to stop being hard-headed. I understand the Nets are saying we're not going to trade him, but if you're Philly, throw what you have to throw in besides Seth Curry to go get Harden because what, what are we doing with Simmons? We talked about this already. It's like we're going to be repeating ourselves, but – what, why are we keeping Simmons for four years? For what? If you're going to get rid of him, you just devalue him. We talked about this again. I'm going to keep saying that because the, the asset is just going to keep deteriorating every season that goes by because he's not playing and he's not showing any sort of sign he's going to play unless he gets traded. So if you're Daryl Morey, I understand Harden's basically going to go there anyway, but why not speed up that process and – you never know with the NBA. Somebody could be whispering in Harden's ear, like, hey, why don't you come over here instead of going to Philly? So, I don't know. You can never leave those things to chance. I mean, I agree. I, I can see that. Um, teams really can't <clears throat> play joining them in the free agent market. You got to exactly. just capitalize now before they change their mind. So, I like the point there. Um, but in my, in my situation, I'm kind of silent more in a sense where – I think the Nets are trying to play hardball for some stupid reason. There's been reports Harden, obviously, like I said, is coming back uh, to Brooklyn next year. And I don't know why the hell they think they can get – they can muster out more than Ben Simmons. Like, if it's a Ben Simmons for Harden, right. one for one, by all means, you know, I would take that in a heartbeat for both sides. But if, if you're the Brooklyn and you're asking – or if you're Philly and Brooklyn's asking you for a Seth – or Steph – sorry, Seth Curry or a, a Danny Green or a Moxley, like – Hell no! I'll be like, no, fuck you! Like, you know, you Simmons for Harden's fair. They're both superstars. They both. It's good for both parties. But now that you're trying to get more out of my roster, like Philly's fine. All they need is another piece, like a Ben Simmons or a J- James Harden, to join that damn roster. Um, once you start kind of carving out some of the role players, like Philly's not going to be Philly anymore. I don't care how good Harden is. So. Yeah. I, I truly believe Maury has a right to kind of just be like, look, like I already have my roster the way it is. It's good. Um, it would like, I'm going to get Simmons. I'm going to get something out of Simmons 
at some point. Like, I don't need to lose more of my key role players just to get Simmons out of Philly. Like, I think he's playing it smart, letting Ben Simmons kind of stick there for now and then deal with it in the offseason and see maybe – because who knows, like, maybe Harden does sign there. Maybe he keeps his word, he signs there. Now you have more wiggle room to get rid of Ben Simmons because you know for sure you have Harden signing that pen and paper this summer. So, I don't know. Brooklyn's just really dumb. I'm more upset about Brooklyn really just not doing this because it just – it feels – it feels like Harden's not happy there, and it's just weird that he isn't. I never liked the trade from the very yeah. beginning. Um, but I don't know. Brooklyn's just playing hardball for, for Yeah, the, and and look, I don't want it to make it seem like, oh, I'm, I'm on Brooklyn's side. Of course not, because you have to get something for that asset. The, Harden is not re-signing with you guys, clearly. And I don't know if Steve Nash is just trying to make it sound better in the in the media, but like he he does not want to be there. Like you cannot lie to the lie to the masses and say, oh yeah, he wants to be here. Like I talked to him. Like yeah, he may be telling you guys that, but that that's obviously not the case. And yeah, Brooklyn for sure. If if they can get Simmons, uh, Durant, Kyrie, and Ben. I mean, Ben will solidify that defense, and all the pressure is not on KD anymore to be that defensive anchor that he's not. I mean, let. Let's just be real. KD's good, but he's not a defensive anchor. Simmons, he just takes all that pressure. He can just throw him on their best player. And, you know, the, the Nets are – now you can consider them favorites again. I mean, it would be Philly or, or Brooklyn. But I, I, don't, I still don't understand how Brooklyn is a, is a favorite to win the chip after everything that's going on with Kyrie to Harden and all that. But, yeah, I mean, both teams, I feel like they need to just – Stop playing hardball. Stop trying to get more than they should. Just do the trade. I mean, it just too makes too much sense for both sides. This should have been the trade to begin with, with Philly and Houston. And, you know, it, it didn't work out because uh, Maury wanted more, I think, or Houston wanted more. I'm not, I already forgot who wanted more, but it, it should have been – it should have worked out right there. You know, history's repeating itself again. It needs to happen again. Or Brooklyn uh, – Listen, with Kyrie and everything that's going on, and KD, KD might be like, man, fuck this. Get me out of here. Why did I sign this extension? Like, it's looking grim for Brooklyn if they can't get anything for Harden because that depth and all the old guys they have, they're just kind of like the Lakers of the East. I mean, they just have a bunch of old dudes that, you know, without their star, they just don't look good. And Kyrie's only playing half the games. So, yeah, I mean, with – Brooklyn, yeah, you're right. Brooklyn needs to be more aggressive and we need to say, you know what, let's just do it. We don't need to get Seth. We don't need to get Maxi. Just give us straight up one for one. I know that doesn't happen often, but one for one and just see what happens. I mean, that you can build out the team in the offseason, but get the asset and then go from there for both sides. But we'll see if the Nets do it. I don't, I don't know if they will or not. You know, I know there's tension with, uh, Joe Sai and Daryl Morey because of that, all his comments about China a few years ago. So, you know, maybe that's a factor in why they don't want to make that move. But, um, yeah, it's just it's just going to be interesting with the next two days. That that trade makes too much sense. But if it makes too much sense for you and me, you know, it's not going to happen. So, <laughs> agreed, agreed. Um, but I mean, no, really, I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm going to tell you this right now. I was, I was waiting to tell you this kind of from the beginning. I don't expect, and I, I know I briefly said, I don't expect 
a big trade deadline overhaul. I don't. I may. I'm expecting one or two more trades before Thursday's deadline, but I'm not expecting a big, you know, Simmons Harden trade. Even though we we believe it should happen, I don't think it will. Um, I also don't expect like a Bradley B obviously out for the year or like a Dane Miller to get traded. Um, yeah, I think these big names is more mm-hmm. in the off season type thing. Um, I think Grant will definitely get dealt somewhere um, from the Pistons and. Um, I think that's pretty much the big name you'll hear get traded, the biggest one possibly. Maybe Josh Richardson from Boston might go to L.A., who knows. Um, but, yeah, that's that's really what I'm expecting. Um, not not really much after today's two de- trades that were a little shocking where they ended up, but not as shocking as why as, why as, as to why it happened. So the, the one name I'll, I'll put out there besides Simmons and Harden is smart. I think Stevens – with what he's doing in Boston, I've just I've read a bunch of these stories and I've seen all the rumors. I think it, you know, LA, it's a little far fetched because he guys don't really have much to offer for Smart. But I think John Collins, if he's thrown in there, I know he's been in a lot of trade rumors. Uh, I, I think Smart could be dealt. Smart and Time Lord, those two packaged. I, I know they want to go all in with Tatum and Brown, and if they can get a decent piece. To go with those two, I I think they'll do it. I I just feel like Smart's at the at the door, you know, and you know he's been playing pretty good for the most part. But I've seen this Marcus Smart so many times. He's up one a couple weeks and then he's down for months. So I think if they can get a John Collins or something like that, they'll do it. But yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's not gonna be much, you know, blockbuster trades out there. There should be because they just make too much sense, but. They probably won't. Yeah, Grant will probably go to Minnesota. That's a good fit. Um, you know, Minnesota, they could be in play for Simmons, too. I mean, they could take the Tobias Harris contract and, you know, throw in D-Lo and whatever. I mean, I, they can, they're a team that should be taken a little more seriously because, like you said, if Harden, if that trade doesn't go through Harden and Simmons, I mean, Maury's going to be like, all right, well, I got three more years of this guy that I can, you know, mess around with. And if Minnesota doesn't want to, you know, see Cat be another star that gets upset and requests a trade, Simmons makes too much sense. We've seen him link to Minnesota for months, mm-hmm. even last year. So yeah. it's it's going to happen eventually, you know, Simmons getting traded, obviously. But um, like I said, the, the Harden trade, yeah, on both sides, they should, more Brooklyn, they need to just be like, fuck it. Just go, just trade them. It's not going to happen. You guys are going to try to force something that's not there. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. It's not going to happen, but I hope it does. Yeah, I could definitely see Minnesota making the moves more. Like I said, I, I, I've heard some chatter Grant, but I've heard a lot more chatter, like you said, of, of, of uh, Marcus Smart uh, coming to Minnesota. Josh Richardson was another one when I was hearing about the Lakers trying to get him. Minnesota is a trade target there, so – um, there's names out there that Minnesota's looking at, especially because this is the first time they'll make playoffs in the last 20 years. I know they made it that one year with Jimmy Butler, but other than that, they, they don't see much playoff basketball in Minnesota. So yeah. I know for sure they're looking at capitalizing on it, especially being, I think, the seventh seed right now, sixth seed, trying to get out of the playing game. So um, they're definitely going to want to make noise. The future is semi-bright in Minnesota with Cat and, and Anthony Edwards. So um, Simmons could be one, like you said, D'Lo. Uh, that'll be that'll be interesting. But 
Um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I know Minnesota will definitely make a move before the deadline. I can guarantee you that. I just don't know who it will be. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think we can leave it there. I mean, if anything does happen, like, you know, astronomical, where we have to do another episode after the deadline, we will. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll just cover everything else after, you know, the deadline in another episode when we talk about the NBA again. So, Absolutely. I think that's it, unless you want to bring anything else up. Uh, nah, really just uh, two things. Really one announcement, um, you know, with football kind of closing out. Uh, we do have draft season coming, but, you know, we – to all our listeners, NBA uh, talk is coming. More, more NBA talk. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the NBA. Love it. Um, you know, I enjoyed talking with you about the deadline today. So we'll get some more NBA content out. Um, I we promise a what if, and we will get a what if out soon. Um, yeah. And uh, second announcement, we have some things coming as well um, outside of this. So uh, I'll let JC uh, announce it sometime um, soon. But we got some other stuff brewing, folks. I'm excited, big time, big time. Yes, coming. sir. Yes, sir. Big things are coming, and we'll have our Super Bowl preview coming out at the end of the week. So get ready for the big game on that. And yeah, and see you guys just follow our social medias, leave a five star rating. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Peace.